negative review, it seems the remaster is joining the ranks of the strong start to 2024. While the game itself has been hotly debated and the decision to remaster it has been questioned, the reviews seem to think it is well worth checking out. Now, I did find two mixed reviews and one negative review, and we'll look at one of each when we go through the reviews of this game. I also played The Last of Us Part 1 Remake in anticipation for this. I hadn't played the first game since 2017, and that was on my brother's PS3 that I actually had to borrow, because at the time, I was not in the PlayStation ecosystem. And it's clear, after playing that game in very two different ways, that the first game was way ahead of its time. While some think the remaster of the second game is too close to the original release, let's see what the review outlets have to say. Now, I put all of the good information right here at the beginning of the video, and the reason that we do that is it's a longer video because it's a live stream, so if you want to be here for the live discussions, make sure you hit subscribe and the bell button so you don't miss out on my content. Well, The Last of Us Part 2 remastered reviews have arrived, and they are very positive. I actually anticipated this remaster getting more pushback, or even more mixed feedback, but this game seems to have one last hurrah before Naughty Dog will inevitably have to move on to the third installment. So the first thing I want to do is look at some of the reviews. I'm going to include a few positive reviews, and some of them are focusing on different aspects, but I will also include one of the only uh, two mixed reviews, as well as just one. There's exactly one negative review so we'll make sure to include that because it's it's hilarious it's actually a funny review to read the second thing i want to do is i want to look at the reactions to this while some are celebrating strong results others are still very critical of the very remat the existence of this remaster i'm going to continue to stress that the general gaming public does not stress about these things they do not obsess over remasters and remakes they generally don't have the strong opinions that we share on youtube and twitter and other places Now, that will be included in my thoughts about this. I will sort of end with, what do I think about this? Because I certainly think a lot of the passion around The Last of Us and Naughty Dog is strange. Some of it is unwarranted, and I'm going to talk about why. In a lot of cases, completely unwarranted and inconsistent expectations that we don't see of other devs or other game franchises is thrown at Naughty Dog. But first, let's look at the reviews. And I want to start with The Verge. They waste no time letting you know what they think. They titled their review, There Are Two Great Reasons to upgrade to The Last of Us Part 2 Remastered. And according to Google, their review was originally titled The Last of Us Part 2 Remastered Review, Why the PS5 Version is Worth It. So it's clear that they think very highly of it. But why? And funny enough, they open up the review by stating, yeah, I know, it seems way too early for a remaster of The Last of Us Part 2. That's that's how they actually open up their review of it, okay? But then, after they concede that, in the opening paragraph, they also have the following to say. While the slightly enhanced graphics, which include native 4K support and improved frame rates are nice, they are not really the reason to play The Last of Us Part 2 Remastered. Instead, it's all the other stuff that turns this into an excellent special edition of the game. Now, I quote this because there are some with different views as to why the remaster is worth it. Folks like myself are going to have very different reasons and responses to the game since we actually haven't played the original launch of The Last of Us Part 2. Keep in mind, there's probably a lot of people like me who just either skipped over it, didn't have it, maybe didn't have a PlayStation at that time. There's a lot of more people coming into the PlayStation ecosystem with a PS5, and we'll talk about more about that in a minute. Now, funny enough, Andrew Webster at The Verge, that's the review 
reviewer, he's the one who wrote this. He has a very interesting approach to his second playthrough, and he says the following. Since this is my second time through the game, I've also been really enjoying messing with the gameplay modifiers to make it a little less stressful this time around. That means unlocking things like infinite ammo, one-hit kills, and my personal favorite, having time slow down when you're aiming. It's helping me relive the story without the frustration. Now, some might scoff at this notion, you know, make a joke about like, oh, it's game journalist mode, right? But I actually get where he is coming from. I absolutely loved my recent playthrough of The Last of Us Part 1 remake, but a few spots got a little flat tire and unenjoyable just because they set it up to where it's pretty easy to die. But... I actually like that in a new game. When it's your first time through the threat of dying, you know, having a couple failures, it really adds to the experience. You don't want to just like sail through the game as if nothing really challenged you. But on a replay, I could actually understand somebody wanting to just sort of experience the world, the atmosphere, and the story, and not really have to worry about, you know, scrounging for ammo and scrounging for materials because that experience sort of loses its punch on a replay. Now, the review continues because... More than just being able to customize your experience, he says the following. The two parts that have really stuck out to me actually exist outside the main game, and they have given me a greater appreciation for what The Last of Us Part 2 actually is. Now, this is common. I've seen this in a few reviews. They're pointing to the lost levels and the no-return rogue mode. Those are being highly praised. He especially liked the explanation before the levels when you play through the lost levels, and they basically explain why those games, or I'm sorry, why those levels didn't make the cut, but also there's commentary during the level, and just giving that insight is a welcome thing to people that are sort of in the games industry, or that just enjoy video games in general. Now, when it comes to the rogue mode, he happily admits that he was wrong. He said, The idea of a roguelike mode focused entirely on combat didn't seem all that appealing to me, but I'm happy to say I was wrong. Now, some of this was because his first playthrough was similar to others. Your first playthrough in a game like this, you're stressed out, right? You're using stealth. You're avoiding engagements. You don't want to get caught. You don't want to get in a firefight. They sort of set up the engagements to discourage you from doing that. Now, I can definitely agree my first playthrough of The Last of Us 1 was like that. My playthrough of the remake, I was a little more cowboy. I was a little bit more confident. I was fine to just get in a shootout, kill some clickers, and move on. You know, it seemed to be giving me ammo at a decent pace, so I was just using the shotgun pretty regularly on my replay. So I definitely feel that on a second playthrough, you might think differently about the combat because the first time through... I don't remember getting in nearly as many fights as I did when I recently played through the remake. And the praise for the rogue mode is something that I'm seeing from other outlets. Engadget said in their title, the roguelike no return mode steals the show, and they definitely think it's worth it for those that will be upgrading. They say this, quote, there are a ton of details to talk about in no return, but suffice it to say, it's extremely addictive and easily worth the $10 upgrade. If they just added this mode to the PS4 version of The Last of Us Part 2, I would still have no qualms about recommending fans buy it. Now that's a pretty strong endorsement and certainly a helpful viewpoint given all the criticism about the remaster and charging. It's apparently a staggering $10 for the upgrade. Everybody's like sort of fixating on that. 
they could have charged a dollar and I'm sure people would still complain they actually conclude their review for both new and existing fans so if you're a new fan if you've never played before this is what they have to say if you're someone interested in The Last of Us and you haven't played part 2 yet this is obviously the best way to do so I still highly recommend this game and for those considering the upgrade they say if you're a fan of the series the $10 upgrade is unquestionably worth it no return is worth the price of admission on its own and all the graphical upgrades controller improvements and bonus content are things that you'll appreciate but what about the mixed reviews there were two mixed reviews and there was one negative review okay so i'm going to go to one of the mixed reviews so you get a sampling here inverse.com gave the remaster a 70 on metacritic they felt the encounters in the rogue got stale pretty fast and this is what they concluded they said ultimately the last of us part 2 remastered is functionally the same game with a few new features and some developer commentary now given the high praise from others for the rogue mode i would not maybe take this seriously in this review but i would also take it seriously if you're not a fan of rogues okay that might not be for you okay so if you're going to buy this thinking that that's where most of the value is you might come to the same conclusion that well, this is just fancier, it's better looking, and they've added some commentary. You may come to the same conclusion. You may end up feeling the same way as the 70 review from this site. Now, they end their review by saying the following, The Last of Us Part Two Remastered feels like an inevitability in terms of what the greater market demands, but that doesn't mean it's worth your time. Now, I found the review to be pretty reductionist, and, and conceding that the greater market is demanding the game while also saying it isn't worth your time, I just think is an odd claim. But I saved the best for last, the negative review. Scoring the remaster with a shockingly low 40 on Metacritic. Yes, a 40. It actually has an aggregate score of 90 right now out of like 70-something reviews. But PlayZine, that's the, that's the name listed on Metacritic, PlayZine gives it a 40 and does not recommend it. Now, the two pros that they list are DualSense implementation and minigame with guitar. And the cons, the bad things, they say, a layman will never notice the graphical changes, weird new bugs, and it does not offer any additional value for the surcharge that is requested. So they think that there's no additional value offered. Now, obviously, value is subjective. You might not enjoy the rogue. You might think the lost levels are uninteresting, okay? But to claim that no additional value is offered is not accurate. I don't find that claim to be honest. It is offered. You just may not enjoy it. To say an entire rogue mode and lost levels with commentary isn't worth $10 is quite the claim, which, interestingly enough, they say this in their conclusion. They say, so, unless you have an absolute desire to play No Return and a couple of unfinished missions, the extra charge is not worth it at all. So, basically, completely ignore the new content, and it's not worth it. (laughs) Which, again, is weird to me. It's a weird way to score something, and to score it as a 40, well... You can consider why they're doing that, okay? So there you have it. Overwhelmingly positive reviews, two mixed reviews, and a negative review, you know, to keep things balanced. But with a 90 on Metacritic, I think it's clear where the scales are tilting. So what has the reaction been 
to this. Now, the first response I'm seeing from a lot of people is honestly something I didn't expect. I expected more pushback and more people saying not interested. But most people that I saw on my Twitter feed were saying, this is a day one. I can't wait. Again, I expected more fans to say they were skipping or sitting this one out after some of my debates about The Last of Us Part 1 remake. But it seems that maybe the remake won people over. They see the value in replaying the latest and best version of one of their favorite games of, of honestly, one of PlayStation's best games, especially when the upgrade fee is only $10 for existing customers. Now, another thing that I'm seeing is people are saying, listen, I just want the rogue mode. I love that the rogue mode is becoming a way of like adding content to games. I think it's weird for me to say that of all people because for the longest time, I did not like them. After God of War Ragnarok Valhalla and the current praise for Last of Us No Return, I hope more games figure out a way to do this. It's a great way to extend the life of a game and capture the best parts of combat and the gameplay loop in a nice little bite-sized morsel. Not every evening is an evening where I can play a game for two to three hours. So having a game that I can take a stab at, you know, see if I can get a little bit further and, you know, only play for 45 minutes to an hour, I think that's a welcome thing. Now, we are seeing some negative responses. I'm seeing people say things like, oh, it's an old game, who cares? Or it's just a movie game. I continue to think that those who claim PlayStation games are just movie games, they've actually never played them. Some would also say, well, all the games are the same. Again, I just don't think you've ever played the games. They're vastly different. I've seen comparisons between this game and Ghost of Tsushima simply because they both have bows and arrows. That's the level of intelligence we're dealing with sometimes with these comparisons. I'm always reminded of the tweet that I saw from someone who finally got a PS5 and had spent some time playing some of the first party games and he said that he felt he had been lied to. I genuinely hope more people take the plunge. Try games or a platform you haven't tried before. The console war isn't just over, it's pointless. Another negative piece of feedback that I've seen is, well this wasn't needed this wasn't wanted I feel like we hear this a lot about PlayStation property and it never ends up being true the PlayStation portal was said not needed DOA people said it didn't even exist and that's clearly not true they said the same thing with the PSVR 2 and they said the same thing with the Last of Us Part 1 remake it was called unnecessary folks claimed that it wasn't even a remake I continue to have to point out that the general gaming public does not see the things the way that we see them we're very plugged in and we obsess over the most minute details in every game or announcement or trailer with how many times Skyrim has been released, I think it's evident that the general public supports this. They wouldn't keep doing it if it wasn't selling. So, let me tell you my thoughts on this. First, I can't wait to finally play it. Now, I missed out on the launch, but not because of the drama surrounding the game. I also thought that Ghost of Tsushima deserved Game of the Year over a sequel. Okay, I've been told that The Last of Us Part 2 did more than enough to warrant the Game of the Year victory. So, I'm going to be able to decide for myself because I've played a ton of Ghost of Tsushima and it's one of my all-time favorite games. I've always conceded and I've always said, listen, that sequels should have to do quite a bit more to win Game of the Year, especially over a brand new IP like Ghost. 2023 was clearly proof that every game was nominated was a sequel. It's very clear that sequels can do a lot. They can get a lot of notoriety, a lot of praise. They can be very, very successful. Now, Super Mario Wonder, people might say, well, that's not exactly a sequel. In many ways, it's a sequel. And I'm I'm not throwing any shade. It's a beautiful game. But every single Game of the Year nominee this year was the continuation of some type of a game that had already come out before. 
Now, part of the reason I'm looking forward to playing this is just how good The Last of Us Part 1 is, especially in the remake. The storytelling is masterful. It's memorable. Like, rarely do I play a game and it just sort of hangs in the air. It sticks with you after it's over. Okay? Now, I want to speak, though, to something that we're seeing. This idea that Naughty Dog should be launching a new game instead. It's only been three and a half years since their last new game. It was actually The Last of Us Part 2. That was their last new game, and it was only three and a half years ago. I don't see other developers being expected to deliver a new game after less than four years. For comparison, Halo 5 released in 2015, and then Halo Infinite released in 2021, and it wasn't even complete. The multiplayer was in a beta, and it launched separately. So that was six years. Many who play Halo Infinite are like, listen, it's finally back on track. It's finally where it needs to be, and they said that in 2023. That's eight years since the last Halo release, and I don't see this as an opportunity to bash Halo. This is not a whataboutism. What I'm showing you is that games don't come out that fast. They don't. It took six years just to get another Halo, and it wasn't even ready. And when they finally do get it back on track and where it should be, that's eight years. That's a long time. I'm not bashing. I'm pointing this out to say, listen, games take a long time to develop, and this was likely not the entire team at Naughty Dog working on this. And if it helps subsidize the next game, I'm all for it. Sequels definitely come out faster, and maybe that's given people a false sense of how fast games can come out. Hellblade 2 is another good example, okay? That's a sequel, isn't it? I'm really looking forward to it. Hellblade 1 is one of my all-time favorite games. Hellblade 1 came out in 2017. So, when Hellblade 2 comes out in 2024, it will have been seven years between both games. This makes it clear that expecting a new game from Naughty Dog after just three years, or even after just four years, it's completely unrealistic, and it's out of step with game development. I also think this is just a smart strategy. PlayStation 5 sales are racking up. They're picking up speed, and it's clear they're getting consumer migration in the U.S. market. What better way to welcome people to the PlayStation ecosystem than having all of your best IP at the best graphical performance? The rumors about a Horizon Zero Dawn remaster, well, they're probably true. Ghost of Tsushima Director's Cut, The Last of Us Part 1 Remake, The Last of Us 2 Remastered, Horizon Zero Dawn Remaster if it's real, God of War 2018, got a 4K checkerboard 60fps free update, Horizon Forbidden West Burning Shores, God of War Ragnarok, Spider-Man Remastered, Miles Morales, Spider-Man 2, and the list is going to get keep getting bigger. So the strategy from PlayStation's clear. Make it really hard to leave the PlayStation ecosystem by having really good adoption rates with first-party property. And they've got a ton of it for anybody new to PlayStation. Everybody keeps talking about old games this and old games that. One of the reasons I consistently praise Game Pass is it's excellent for brand new people to jump in and have an insane backlog library of games to play. Well, the same is true for the PlayStation ecosystem with their first party games. So I'm excited to jump into The Last of Us 2 Remaster, and I hope Naughty Dog gets moving with the next game. But that's just what I think. What do you think? So let me give you my closing thoughts and conclusions on this. Every time reviews trend really, really strongly in the positive, there is always someone who seemingly just breaks from the pack and then really drops the score. Okay, this thing went from like a 92 to then I think it dropped to a 91 because of the two mixed reviews. And then it drops to a 90 because of that one negative review. When 70 outlets give it a positive rating, two give it mixed, and only one gives it a negative, and the score is a 40... An extremely low and failing grade, it's likely not a good faith review. They're likely hoping for clicks and attention 
by breaking for the group. So yes, I, I, breaking from the group. So yes, I, I do think it's fair to look at reviews and say, this is not a good review. It's almost as if we need someone to review game reviews sometimes to show you. There are certain reviews that are not worth your time. They're not giving you a clear picture of the product. And rating a remaster that is at the quality that it is, and the gaming community is responding the way that it is, rating it a 40, well, I can't call that honest. The second thing I want to say is, the debate about this being like, well, this isn't needed, or, well, Naughty Dog should be making a new game. Listen, I get the desire for a new release, but I still think that Naughty Dog is being scrutinized and looked at differently. I admit, they made a huge mistake by announcing The Last of Us 2 Factions, which ultimately led to The Last of Us Online getting cancelled. They also clearly got in over their head, trying to do a live service game on the side Bungie clearly opened their eyes to that reality the hope would be that they are now full steam ahead with The Last of Us Part 3 as well as the other project that they said that they are working on my conclusion is this remasters and remakes will likely always be a huge debate I think the key is the time frame Mario vs. Donkey Kong and Paper Mario are good examples large spans of time have passed and they were on older systems but I do think we will see more from last gen A lot of the games, like The Last of Us, they were clearly ahead of their time. It's why the devs were begging Sony to let them bring their games to PC. They wanted more power. And now with the PS5 and the PS5 Pro on the horizon, I expect more. And frankly, as long as the consumers want and enjoy them, I think it's good for the ecosystem. It keeps the devs in a profitable position, and it keeps the content flowing. But those are just my thoughts. Now it's time to hear your thoughts. And that is the show open, guys. Thank you so much. Be sure to go through the ritual. Smash the like button. Hit subscribe so you can talk in the chat. And let's 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 hash this one out, man. The more I looked at it, the more I thought, man, that we don't we don't ask this of any other studio. We don't ask studios to crank out games every three to four years. And even if you did, you probably wouldn't get very good games. Um, so I I've continued to say that I think this 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 rhythm that folks want on games i just don't think it's healthy i think you need to be patient especially with bigger titles i mean the fact that we're going to have to wait 7 years for hellblade 2 i you know i hope that that was enough time you know because they say they weren't even in full production in 2021 and that was you know that was that was like 4 years after the first game came out and we've already got some gifted members coming in one from DK Beggar. Han shot first, and so did you. Thank you so much, DK Beggar. Guys, we have a special incentive running right now. This Friday night, Madam will join us, and all gifteds will be able to come to that. She'll just have we'll just have her off cam. We are turning the Madam streams into something that does require you to be a paying member. But if we hit the big goal this week, we will open up this Friday night to everybody. And then a $2 super chat tip from Wayne Wayne says a review isn't good or bad. WTF. That is actually not true. I believe you can look at a review and say it's a bad review. When someone scores something so abysmally low and they don't substantiate it, they just say, well, there's no value here. I mean, the review wasn't even honest. The review lied. That's a lie. There, There is extra value offered. Now, you can say, I didn't like it. I didn't enjoy it. But to pretend that they didn't offer value, and then when you actually read the review, they're like, well... Unless you're interested in this stuff, it's not worth it. And it's like, well, of course, that's that's you're not saying anything. For $10, you get a remaster with lost levels and a new game mode. 
And to say that they haven't offered any extra value, I believe that's dishonest. I'm just calling a spade a spade. A $5 gifted membership from Bengals fan and a single from Joker Quinn. Another six coming in quick, taking us to seven. We hit 200 members yesterday, and I dropped a 50 bomb on chat to celebrate. So thank you guys so much for being insanely supportive of the channel. Better graphics doesn't fix the story. I don't care what your opinion of the story is. That's not a judgment of whether or not the remaster is good. Your opinion on the story has nothing to do with the remaster. It doesn't. That would be like buying a Blu-ray movie with a bunch of extra features and being like, well, is it worth it? And you're like, well, I think the story's boring. I'm not asking you about that. I'm asking you, is it worth it to pay for the Blu-ray upgrade? I'm not asking you what you think of the story. Do you see what I'm saying? Like, certain things just don't matter in the review. It just doesn't. Like, I know plenty of people don't like the story. That's fine. You're not going to like every story. You're not going to like every narrative decision. You're you're not going to like every video game. But don't be dishonest in your review and say, well, they didn't add anything. Well, there's no extra value added. Sure there is. You just didn't like it. Come on. For the price of a Happy Meal? Well, Happy Meals aren't $10, but sure. <laughs> Rogue Mode and Lost Levels commentary is worth $10. I'm asking you about the story. You're asking me about the story. I've not played through it yet. I, I basically missed out on this. This came out in the middle of 2020, and the middle of 2020, my life got lit on fire. So I missed out on this one. I'm anxious to play it. Because I remember later that year disagreeing with it winning Game of the Year. I thought Ghost of Tsushima deserved it. It's like Ghost of Tsushima was a brand new IP. They was a really, really ambitious title. A lot of people could have turned their nose up to that and just, oh, it's Samurai Assassin's Creed. But it clearly was not. I thought Sucker Punch deserved it. Now, I've been told that The Last of Us Part Two did enough to deserve the win because I've always said sequels, ha- I think, sequels should have to do way more to get Game of the Year over over new IP. I've, I've said that for a while. So, hang on, let me turn uh, the scene switcher on. Let's get the coffee into the frame. The story's brutal and brilliant uh, and really tough. It's a different story. It's fine. Sometimes I think good storytelling is going to do stuff that ticks you off, right? I, I, I think there's such a thing as, like, bad pacing or ruining characters. I think we've seen this with, you know, uh, we've seen this with Game of Thrones and Star Wars. So, you know, I'll decide when I play through it if I think that they did that. If I feel like they either ruined a character or ruined an arc you know, or did something that I disagree with. We'll see. I get. I know the gist of why people are ticked off about the story. I, I'm not really interested in debating that. I mean, I think good storytelling is never going to be a clean run where you think every beat is awesome. There are going to be story beats where you're like, I can't stand that that character just did that. I hate that character or, you know, wh- whatever the case may be. Yo, Garrett Green, welcome back and welcome to VIP. I think it's very telling how the media avoided part one on PC like the plague and run it part two remastered like it was a brand new game. I think what you're saying is demonstrably false. The part one port to PC was eviscerated. There were numerous articles. I saw screenshots on my timeline. I saw articles with the screenshots of Joel with, you know, Groucho Marx eyebrows. I, I think what you're saying isn't true. It got it. The, the part one port got, got shredded to the point that there was a blog post from Naughty Dog about it. This that that was not quietly like brushed to the side. What what you're saying is simply not true. 
Scarface is one of my favorite movies, and I've bought the the new transfers every time. Not sure why people get so upset that other that games are doing it. Hard to take someone's opinion about Tlu too seriously when they appear to be upset uh, uh, at Left Behind because Ellie's getting in love with the black girl. Oh, I mean, if people are upset about that, I mean, I, <laughs> that that uh, that's not a reason to to trash a game. Again, if you don't like what they did with the story, so be it. But I, you know, what do you? What do you want me to say? Like that's that's not that's not the that's not the judgment of a game's quality. If you feel like you know, we went through the same thing with with Aloy and Burning Shores. Like that, you know, everybody spreads around the picture of her kissing the girl, and like that's supposed to be a judgment of the game's quality. I just I don't think that's that's not how we judge games. I just think that's easy. IGN changed the title at the behest of the director. We'll take that up with IGN. That doesn't mean that the gaming press did not report on The Last of Us Part 1 port being bad. That you, what? So you're saying IGN changed the title at the behest of the director. Number one, do you have proof of this? And number two, what did they change it from and to? I've, I'm, this is the first I'm hearing of this. A five bomb from Terminal Stupidity. He gets us going here. Let's move the line, guys. Let's get it. 12 out of 25, already halfway there. Let me tell you guys where we are and what the goal is. We definitely can hit it. You guys hit last week's goal. If you missed out on Community Game Night last week, man, that was so much fun. You really did miss out. We opened up Community Game Night to everybody. It was an extra Community Game Night. Right now, you are at 2612. You literally need 140 members. You actually only need 120 because mine go into the pile. If you guys can hit 120 members today, you'll be at 2750. And I said that if we hit 2750, I would let everybody come to this Friday night and Madam will be here. My wife roasts me up on stream. It's great. That game sucked too. I mean, I I thought Horizon Forbidden West was amazing. I thought Burning Shores was a fantastic uh, DLC. I mean, I, I... don't expect everybody to like it. I don't expect everybody to think it was good, but I think from a game quality judgment, it, it, it had amazing graphics. It had amazing mechanics. It was a huge open world. They added a ton of extra value compared to the first game. I don't know. I mean, it doesn't mean you're going to like it. I mean, but I think they did a lot of great stuff with the, with the sequel to Horizon Zero Dawn. Um... I love Ghost of Tsushima, but I agree. Definitely think Tlu 2 is a much better game, says James Pitts. Yeah, and I'm open to having my mind change. When I played The Last of Us remake, I was like, there's just something very, very special about how Naughty Dog tells the story. It really I'm telling you, it, the people that are like, oh, it's just a movie game, it's like I I genuinely feel like they've never played. Graphics are overrated. I mean, that's not, you're not really saying anything. I, I think graphics can be overrated. I think we've had plenty of pretty games that weren't that fun to play or that didn't do that well, right? We had we had really pretty games uh, this, like uh, what, last year, like what with like Immortals of Avium, and it didn't do very well. It was a good looking game, but you know, the graphics didn't necessarily save it. And I don't necessarily think the value of Horizon Forbidden West or Burning Shores is the graphics, but I think the graphics add a significant amount to the experience. It makes it super, super enjoyable. Quintar says, let's get it done. Let's get a bunch of people here on Friday night, and he gifts a 10 bomb and takes us to 22 out of 25. Thank you so much. I didn't want to play t 2 because the story, when it came out, got a PS4 copy. Last week, playing on PS5. I'm loving the game. Combat's awesome. The story's awesome. Uh, how far will you go 
for revenge. Yo, Randall with 10 months. Hey, dude, you'll be keeping me company on my 180-mile drive to Wrexham in Wales. Your streams make my day. I'm out working. God bless. Thank you so much, Randall. Randall, if you're paying for your own membership, make sure and bump up by a dollar to the $6 tier. You may have just celebrated your gifted. I'm not sure, but we, we need everybody that's paying for their own membership to bump up. It's only a dollar. I would make it a penny if I could. We just need to have that dividing line so that gifted is able to be in the Discord, sample some of the content, and then if they want, they can bump up and jump into the member pool. Um, I love the first one. I couldn't make it 30 minutes into the second one. I'm, I'm, the Doc Dark said the same thing. He loves Horizon Zero Dawn, but he didn't like the second one. I've never understood why. I It, it, it basically expanded on all what made the first one great. At least I thought so. <coughs> Benevolent, you're saying Tlu 2 is an amazing game, better than the first one? Get ready for a roller coaster of emotions when you play Tlu 2. Yeah, I mean, I know very minimally about what happens, and I think that that's fine, you know? I, I, I When I played through the remake recently, it's perfect for, for my, my, um, my life rhythm right now. I can play for an hour a night, get a decent chunk of the story, and then put it down. It almost feels like you're getting to play a video game and simultaneously you're getting to watch a TV show. Like, that's how good it is. Off topic, now that you've got hours in the Lost Crown, are you putting it up with Ori and Sundered? Yes. Yes, Prince of Persia the Lost Crown is one of the best Metroidvanias I've ever played. I have it up there with both Ori's Hollow Knight and Sundered. It is... It's, it's amazing. I was playing last night and just got to do some really, really cool things and some cool puzzles and... There, there's still some things with the combat that happens sometimes that, you know, I'm not a huge fan of, but I think that's what they want you to feel. They want you to feel relief when you get to a tree or when you get to heal. They want you to feel that. Like, it's actually, I think it's a happy blend of very, very light souls. Like, it feels a teeny bit like souls, right? Like, you're getting hurt a lot. The most basic enemy can shred you. They love to swarm you. And then you get to a tree and you're like, whew, like, oh, I get to heal. I actually think they've done a very good job blending the the threat and the pressure of a Souls game with a Metroidvania. I think they've done an excellent job with that. And I love it. I'm, I'm absolutely loving the game. Just last night, I survived a really, really tough fight. It was really tough. And I did it my first try. It was like three waves, this big guy with this thing swinging. And I was getting so frustrated in the fight. I was like, come on. Like, I was trying to get away from him. And when I beat it, it just felt amazing. I was, you know, I was, I just barely survived. So, Sneaky Wolf gives a member. Thank you so much. And bumps the line to 23. Now you guys, you guys only need about a hundred today. On top of what you already have, you guys are killing it already. Um, YouTube chat kids don't like sequels. Well, I, let's talk about that, okay? I actually think that's a subject worth talking about because this is what I think people don't realize: sequels are evidence of really, really good payout to a risk. Okay, Horizon Zero Dawn was a risk, and what do we get? We got a really big, beautiful sequel. Why? Because the risk they took paid off. Okay? When we get a sequel to Ghost of Tsushima, that's payoff for the risk that they took. Right? Like, I, I, I think that people don't realize that. Like, well, where are the new games? Where are the new IPs? What are you talking about? How many of you played, you know, Immortals of Avium? How many? How many of you played Hi-Fi Rush? You see what I'm saying? Like, did you throw yourself at the new IPs? No, you probably didn't. 
That's the other thing you find, is inconsistencies. It's like, you beg for new IPs. Or did you play any of the new IPs last year? Are you playing Prince of Persia right now? I know somebody might say that that's not really a new IP, but at some levels, it kind of feels like it. That's a pretty big risk to be like, well, we're going to bring back Prince of Persia, and it, it, it's going to be a, a side-scroller, you know, Metroidvania. It's not going to be what everybody was hoping for, the, the Sands of Time remake or whatever. You see what I'm saying? Like, sequels are literally the result of a risk that was taken. Here's something new. Here's a here's a big new title. What's going on over here? Are we getting caught on something? Like making noise. I was like, what is happening? You know? You're still working on Immortals? Yeah, if you're liking Immortals of Avia, man, then good for you. Like, that means you are supporting the new games. But the point I'm making is new IP is risky, and a lot of time it doesn't do well. Immortals of Avium dev shut down. Game didn't do that well. So when you see a sequel, do you know what you're seeing? What is it getting caught on? Is it getting caught on the boom? It must be getting caught on the boom. I'm going to raise my boom. I'm like, what is happening? Um, it, the, the, You have to remember, when you see a sequel, what you're seeing is you're seeing the result of the first game made it. It did it. Are we going to get a sequel to Immortals of Avium? No, we're not. Are we going to get a sequel to Forspoken? I don't know. Probably not. I don't think it did that well. You'd kill for a Returnal sequel. When did they shut down? It was sometime last year. They didn't. They didn't get enough. They didn't make enough money. You know, successful IPs get sequels. That's exactly right. Like it's just a market reality. Expecting studios that have like a, a, a really great launch of their first game not doing a sequel, I just, I, I again, I just, I feel like it's out of step. It's out of step with reality. It's out of step with the market. How did Hellblade take a risk? It was just one game with basic combat. Have you ever watched a documentary about that movie? About about that movie? Have you ever watched a documentary? It's like a mini movie about Hellblade. You don't understand that game and what went into it. If that's if that's your summary of it, emissary, it's not it's not a game with basic combat. It's a game that wants you to experience psychosis, and they used very specific technology and recording and all sorts of things to make you experience something. If you played that game and walked away, and you're like, "Yeah, it's just a basic game with basic combat," I'm afraid you missed out. You know, I'm afraid you missed out. I don't see news about Ascendant shutting down, only layoffs. There were reports they were closing. Maybe they maybe they avoided foreclosure. Maybe they avoided closure by laying off tons of people. There were there were news reports that they had closed down. We didn't report on it. We didn't make any videos about it. But I I promise you, there were articles and reports that they had clo- they were closing. Now maybe that my question was well then how are they still adding content because they were still doing things they were still updating. The point is, it was not commercially successful. That's the point I was making. If they're still open with, like, Skeleton Crew, so be it. That's still evidence of what I'm saying. That the, the fact that a new IP didn't make enough money, and you're probably not going to get a second game. So if you, pl- if you see sequels, you're seeing evidence of a successful first game. You're seeing evidence of a successful game. And that's not something... F- like... I, I think there's this weird this is what I think it is I think people are more interested in finding something to criticize 
And when games are clearly excellent and award-winning and award-nominated, your only last bastion, your sort of Alamo of criticism is to be like, well, it's just a sequel. Okay. Do you have anything else to say? Because that's not really interesting. You're not saying anything. You're not saying anything. You're just saying, oh, it's a sequel. Okay, that's fine. Do, do, are, is, there, is there a problem? Or are you just stating facts? Like, it's a sequel. Yeah, it's also a video game. What else do you have to say? Like, that's not interesting. You're not saying anything of substance. It's like, well, this is the last thing I can say. This is the last shot I can take, right? Whether it's whether it's Spider-Man 2 or Tears of the Kingdom or Alan Wake 2, it's like all these games get nominated. It's like, well, the only thing I can do is, is uh, I've, uh, it's a sequel, okay? You know what I'm saying? I, what do you what do you want? I did they, they <laughs> And and here's my take. If I like a game, Think think of the last game that you really really enjoyed, okay? Are you like I never ever ever want to play that game ever again? I don't want that game to continue ever again. Think of Ori in the Blind Forest. I, lo- I loved Ori in the Blind Forest, and I wasn't like I like this game so much. I really hope they never make another Ori game. Who, who does that? That's weird. That's weird energy. I was like, bro, I hope they make another one. I hope they make another one. When I found out, when I found out they were making a new game, uh, Moon Studios, I was like, dude, I, I man, I can't wait. I hope it's Ori 3. And they're like, it's not Ori 3. I was bummed. Like, I can't get on the wavelength. I can't get on your frequency. If you think that, like, sequels are automatically bad or less than. I can't get on that frequency. I can't get on that wavelength. You're tuned into a radio station that I think is toxic and not really about enjoying games. It's being hungry for a criticism. It's like, you gotta have something negative to say. You know? You wouldn't have had The Empire Strikes Back if A New Hope bombed at the box office. This is true. Ghost got an 81 Metascore and they're probably making another one. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if the Metacritic score is the deterministic aspect. I think Ghost of Tsushima did very well with the audience. I think it was commercially successful. They added legends. They did the director's cut. I think I think Ghost of Tsushima has done well as a piece of property, even if its Metacritic score wasn't all that strong. I'm still unsure as to how it had such a low score on Metacritic, because to me, 81, that's a low score for how good Tsushima is. It's funny how everyone is mad at Kill the Justice League for not being Arkham 4. Pick a lane. Right. And I've said this before, that the gaming community can start to feel like it has multiple personalities. One day, everybody's screaming and yelling about the fact that, well, all we do is get sequels. And then the next day, it's like, why didn't you make a sequel? It's like, what? (laughs) Like, what do you want? (laughs) I just started like my fifth or sixth playthrough of T-Loo. When I play Tilu 2, it'll be my third. I beat Armored Core 6 like four times in six weeks. I beat Resident Evil 4 like six times last year, plus the DLC. Yo, my man Randall, he doesn't just upgrade to the 6, he upgrades to VIP. I appreciate you doing that, Randall. Welcome back, dude. Wasn't Ghost some people's Game of the Year? I mean, Ghost of Tsushima was nominated for Game of the Year. I was, I was of the opinion that Ghost of Tsushima should have won Game of the Year because I think a new IP, it, it, it has a leg up in the competition. 
That's why I thought Returnal should have been game of the year the year that it came out. It was one of the few next-gen-only titles in a year where we were supposed to be getting a bunch of next-gen stuff. That was one of the studios that did it. They're like, yeah, here's a next-gen-only game. It was ambitious. It was risky. It was a new idea. It was amazingly executed. It was a beautiful game, and it didn't do well with the press because people couldn't get past Biome 3, and I'm guilty of the same thing. My entire opinion changed about Returnal when they smoothed out Biome 3's balance, and then the next time I played the game, I ran all the way to the end, and I had an absolute blast, and I said, this is my game of the year, you know? I don't remember a time I was able to game for more than an hour. Dad problems. Right, and I, I, I that's why I love the idea of adding these rogue modes to games, man. I love it. Like, adding a rogue mode to, to God of War was such a cool idea, and, you know, we're getting we're hearing good praise for the rogue mode in uh, in The Last of Us Part 2. Still salty about Deathloop getting a nom over Returnal. I, yeah, I'll never be able to make sense of that one. Um, I seen a video last night talking about Phil Spencer isn't a true gamer. Every time he was interviewed, he talked about Xbox exclusive, but he never really played besides Starfield. He's a suit. Are you sure about that? I feel like if you look at his account, he's played a ton of games. What are you talking about? What if they announce Hellblade 2, Indiana Jones, Stalker 2, all only 30 FPS? I mean, that's not really today's topic, uh, Heatwave. We're not talking about uh, the Xbox developer direct. We're going to watch it. We'll talk about Xbox tomorrow. <laughs> we'll talk about it tomorrow cause you know <laughs> anyways today's about the last of us part 2 um arcane don't miss yeah nobody misses until they do Jim nobody misses until they do well that game that game don't miss or I'm sorry that company that company don't miss well, nobody misses until they do. Never got to play Returnal. When I tried it, my PS5 broke, so I had to send it in, so I never gave Returnal another shot. Oh, I, uh, it's such a good game, dude. It's such a good game. Biome 3 was just really overtuned. Like, you would beat Biome's two, Biome 2's boss like it was nothing, and then I'd get, like, two-tapped by an astronaut in Biome 3. The damage output of some of the fights was just, it was wonky. It was. It didn't make any sense. It was like suddenly I'm having to like dip into cover shoot, dip into cover shoot, dip into cover shoot. Like the damage output was just. It was. It was too much. Too long. Didn't read. How are the reviews looking? Okay. If you guys are just tuning in, we're about 45 minutes into the broadcast. Make sure and smash that like button. Consider gifting some members. We've got an incentive where you only need about 100 more members, and we'll do a big celebration this Friday night. Madam will be here. All gifteds will be able to come. Um, and uh, let me give you a bit of a uh, a bit of a summary here. So, The Last of Us Part Two Remastered Review Roundup is uh, is what we're doing. And the uh, Joker Quinn with a gifted member, thank you so much, man, getting us one step closer to the first twenty five. And then I have to give five. And uh, if we hit a, if we get about a hundred more, you guys will you guys will be at twenty seven fifty. We'll unlock that uh, that stream this Friday night. So the reviews are glowing. There is about 70 reviews that have come in. There's about 70 reviews that have come in. And there are two mixed reviews. 
and there is one negative review and i i'm on record saying that the negative review is illegitimate and dishonest because it is it gave it a 40 and it said things that are just simply not true and i don't take reviews seriously that just say stuff that isn't true um so the the mixed reviews i have no problem with the mixed reviews they gave it a 70 and it just didn't land on them that's fine that's fine. Parasito gifts one and gets us a 25, but then the Agent of Chaos swings in the room and takes us past it. And then Parasito with the 20 bomb says, if you're going to take the Agent of Chaos from me, I'm going to take us all the way to 46. This man dropping a bomb on the chat just like that. And the Agent of Chaos was DK Beggar. Thank you so much, DK Beggar. Swooping in and stealing the glory from Parasito. Parasito's having none of it. We had a 20 gifted member bomb train yesterday. Right? Let's calm down on that comment. I distinctly remember Biome 2 boss kicking your butt. No. What are you talking about? I was consistently getting to Biome 3 like it was nothing. It wasn't that it wasn't that difficult to get to Biome 3. The issue was is that you could beat Biome 2's boss pretty handedly and then you would get to Biome 3 and you didn't feel strong. I never felt strong enough for anything. It was like, I would take my time with Biome 1, I would take my time with Biome 2, I would beat Biome 2's boss relatively easily, and then I'd get to Biome 3, and I remember I remember, I remember distinctly getting to a room and I got tapped twice by an astronaut and like all my health was gone. I was like, what the heck is going on? Like, And listen, when the developers admit something's overtuned and they patch it we're wrong. We're wrong. <laughs> a gifted member from Melrose Mike thank you so much like you're wrong <laughs> they they admitted it they're like it's a little overtuned and they toned it down Yo, Detective Seeds with a $20 super chat says, just coming to show additional public support after yesterday. Hopefully people can keep it about clean video games disagreement going forward. Keep up the good work, man. I appreciate you, Detective Seeds. A lot of people stepped up yesterday. What a, what a victory. What a victory. We'll, you know, we'll see if, you know, the guy who blogs for Forbes will post a retraction after signal boosting that, that organization. We'll see. I doubt it. I doubt it. Retractions aren't really in their nature. Astro Candy with 28 months and a VIP. Hashtag Abe with 33 months and a VIP. And a five bomb comes in from JW blasting us past 50 to 52. I appreciate that so, so much. You're the best putting us on the way, guys. I love this. Every week, hitting these milestones, bringing more people in. That Friday night stream, that community game night, man, everybody was welcome and we had a blast. Gifteds all the way to VIPs. You can get in the Discord. You can get involved. Those Friday nights are really, really fun. You'll be able to see this Friday night just how much my wife gives me grief. People seem to really like that. Returnal didn't sell well? No, that's not true. We've, We've done this before. We've had this debate before that Returnal did perfectly fine. It's hit about a million copies. It launched at a time where there was only about 7 million PlayStation 5s in circulation. They got amazing, they got amazing adoption rates for a brand new IP at a time when the PS5 saturation was struggling. So it's just that that notion that Returnal didn't sell well is just completely and utterly made up. It's not true. You know, we're going on 400 days. Can't let the streak end. That's right, Parasito. 
Yo, a single comes in from John One. Thank you so much. I appreciate that dude taking us to 53 members on the day. If you guys get a gifted membership, man, plug into the Discord. Use that Discord command. Another one comes in from Abe. Our Discord is open to all gifteds. You have to understand something, right? I know it's easy to highly edit a clip to make me look like I'm saying things I'm not saying. We spend a ton of money as a community giving you access to the Discord, giving you access to extra content. You you know, believe, believe what you want, but... I don't see a whole lot of other communities out there doing that. That's what we're about. So get in the Discord. Get plugged in. Make friends. There's people in there. They're doing a they're doing a thing every Saturday where they all get together and chat. People are playing games together. Get involved, man. Gaming should be about coming together, not 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 separating and being divisive. Quit quit buying into mantras on 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 Twitter. Days gone two needs to happen. Well, Ben Studio is currently working on something that's not Days Gone, too. But while they were working on whatever they're working on, I know they met with PlayStation and they inked something. They inked something, and I don't know what it was. It's possible they've gotten clearance to work on the sequel after the game that they're currently working on. So... Broken Surprise with a VIP. Thank you so much, dude. I feel this remaster uh, is just to capitalize on the TV show. It didn't need to be made. Then don't buy it. It's that simple. If you already own it, you don't have to buy it. If you already own it, you can get new content. You can get a rogue mode for 10 bucks. So that seems like a pretty good transaction to me. They get to capitalize on the TV show, help the game's popularity, and help the studio make more money, and you get something in the process. I don't see where there's a problem with that. And then you can completely avoid buying it. And if you're like, well, they should be launching something new, it's been three and a half years. Keep that same energy with every other developer that's out there. Go ask every developer why they're not launching new games every three and a half years. Keep that energy then, you know? Or... Just don't buy it. It's that simple. Like you don't have to you don't have to buy it. It's not doing anything to anybody. <clears throat> Bend executives are why there wasn't a Days Gone 2, not Sony. There was an internal that was an internal decision by Bend. Really? I didn't know that, Eugene. I thought they didn't get greenlit because it didn't do that well at launch. I've had my run-ins with this guy posting BS, but I had respect for him because he don't tuck his tail and hide like many. Uh, I can't respect the Twitter post post shameful. Yeah, well, check out his coverage in 2020, and you'll be even more angry. English O with 28 months, and it's a VIP. Here for the not misquoted and twisted gaming news and making sure Hilly can't play Halo Infinite. (laughs) Good to see you. Good to see you, English O. Appreciate you, do. Yes, good, Zubair. Lost levels, a rogue mode, extra skins for 10 bucks. It's a deal for those with the original copy. That's what I'm saying, Emissary. Like... You can go buy a skin in Fortnite for $18 or $20 or $15. For $10, for less than that, you can get a rogue mode, lost levels in developer commentary, updated visuals and dual sense support, and all the skins in the game that they've added. Like, I don't understand where the, where, where's the issue. I'm telling you, if they could have charged a dollar and people would be belly aching. Creature with 33 months and he says and that's a pesky word isn't it and isn't that a pesky word amazing what one word can do 
Just words? Like, it's amazing. What a, what a pesky word. And. <laughs> it's simple if Microsoft or Sony release a remaster, don't buy it. That's what I'm saying. I don't have a problem with remasters and remakes. I don't have a problem with sequels. I don't. Like, I feel like you'll enjoy games more. I feel like I enjoy games more because I don't come with this weird laundry list of well you better not do a sequel you better not do a remake well you better not do something that was in the previous game because then I'm going to say well it just feels like this game like don't do anything basically like Avatar is too much like Far Cry Lies of P is too much like FromSoft it's a sequel it's not a new game it's a remake why are they remaking and not making a new game right it's like what games do you enjoy is this a sentence tree day? <laughs> There's just a big difference, Zubair, between saying Xbox consoles and saying Xbox and consoles. It's completely different sentences, man. That one pesky word, you know? Reading comprehension's hard. It is. Reading comprehension is very, very hard. It's tough to be an adult whose first language is English, and you just miss pesky little words like and. (laughs) Anyways. Tomorrow's gonna be glorious, chat. (laughs) It'll be a fun show. It'll be a fun show for sure. Oh my gosh. So anyways, about The Last of Us Part 2 Remastered. Uh, Remastered is upgraded version with performance and graphics. Remakes making the game from scratch all over again. I I don't necessarily agree with your remake definition. Um, I, I don't agree with your remake definition, Emissary making it completely from scratch all over again, we know that they remade entire systems in The Last of Us Part 1 remake, but we also know they used audio lines and the story and, you know, some of the scenery. Obviously, they went in and changed tables and glass and wood, but do you see what I'm saying? Like, I... If it has to be completely from scratch all over again, they're not allowed to use any existing assets... I I can't agree with that. Right? I I I I can't agree with that, right? I to me, I don't I don't think that that's true. Some dude at Microsoft said they're looking forward to making games for all platforms. Some dude? Just some dude? <laughs> some dude? I think that's on his business card. <laughs> How are you doing? I'm Satya Nadella. I'm just some dude at Microsoft. Uh, Kel Swiss with 12 months in a VIP says 12 months. And I've realized that the people who complain about not having anything new or innovative end up playing the mainstream AAA multiplayer games. Anyway, their opinion is as good as garbage. Um, it's probably Phil's assistant. <laughs> yes, yeah, <that's> right. <laughs> 
It was not Peaches. No, it was Satya Nadella. Dad comes CEO of the company. <laughs> Speaking at an investor's thing. <laughs> oh, golly. You're no, stop it. You're gonna cannibalize tomorrow's show. You're not you're not allowed. Let me let me marinate in the victory a little bit, alright? Tomorrow's gonna be <laughs> It's gonna be glorious. It'll be good. <clears throat> I just wonder who Satya Nadella's sources are. That's all. Does he have does he have enough Twitter followers <laughs> to have any sources? Anyway, come on, guys. Come on. We got to talk about The Last of Us Part 2 Remastered here and the reviews, and they're positive. <laughs> um, I love Sony. I have a PS5. What's good, Feed? I see you in the chat. I have a PS5, and maybe I missed a convo, but all the remastered Sony is doing is effing ridiculous. What do you mean, all the remasters that they're doing? What are you talking about? What's what's what what are you talking about? You're talking about like the director's cut of like Ghost of Tsushima, Death Stranding, and the remake of The Last of Us Part One and the remaster of Last of Us Part Two. Are there some that I'm not thinking of? That's bad logic. Remakes can use old assets if they do not need updating. Cars and other electronic used parts designed twenty years ago because they were already perfect. If it's not broke, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Emissary agreed. He said he agreed. I, well, he I think he agreed to a point. Or he said, "I see your point." He he didn't he didn't dig in. I've seen a lot of complaints about the Last of Us Part Two not being called director's cuts. What's your thought? Oh, I completely agree with that. I don't know why they didn't call it a director's cut. It literally has director commentary. It, it, it has director's commentary. They should have called it a director's cut. That should be the new thing. They did a director's cut of Ghost of Tsushima, Death Stranding, a director's cut of The Last of Us Part Two, and then and then Horizon Zero Dawn's remaster. Just call it a director's cut. Make it part of the brand. And then, new people come to PS5, and guess what you have? You have an entire part of the storefront dedicated to director's cuts. And you're like, oh, what's that? And it's like, oh, it's some of the best games we've ever made. We just, you know, brought them all up to PS5 quality. I don't, I don't get it at all. I don't know why they didn't call it a director's cut. <laughs> no, Hilly. It's people. It's like people keep buying them, much like Skyrim. Ginger, I said that in my show open. I said, look, they wouldn't keep doing it if people weren't buying it. Like, Skyrim is evidence of that. Like, how many times has that been released? Like, what, like 11 times? They're in the double digits on how many times Skyrim has been re-released. Or release somewhere else or whatever. Like, come on, man. It you, you they they do it because people buy it. It the, the market sustains and supports it. And again, I come back to John Q. Public, the general gaming public. They don't game the way that we game. They're not double checking Twitter to have their purchase affirmed by a stranger. They're not doing that. They're not. They don't care. The average dude gets home from work has dinner with his family, puts his kids to bed, and he plays whatever the frick he wants. He doesn't care about some weird fight on on Twitter. He doesn't care about that. 
I missed the open, been a busy day, sprint delivery day. I only ever reference that I put it in the open just to be like, we're of the same mind. Like, I want to be like, yeah, I agree with you. I, you know, I said the same thing. Like, great minds think alike. I'm never being like, how dare you miss the show open? I'm like, no, no, I put that in the show open. We're on the same wavelength. Like, they're doing it because people buy it. I have no problem with remakes when the upgrade's only $10. The remaster for TLU 1 on PS4 and PS5 was full price. If uh, it's this overpricing trends that result in the criticism, okay. But what what trend are you talking about? What trend are you talking about? They didn't they didn't do a a full price upgrade for the director's cut of Tsushima or Death Stranding. The trends now is if you own it, you can spend ten bucks. Like that's the trend. Now the remake was it was a completely different ball game. That that was not the same. The Last of Us Part One remake was not like a ten dollar update for some extra features. A two spot from Wayne Wayne says, "I wish the OG AC fans could understand that." What are you talking about? The OG AC fans? Are you, are you referring to Assassin's Creed or Armored Core? Oh, I didn't take it like that. I just want to let you know in case I say something that's already been talked about. Got it. I'm with you, Ginger. I got it. Linked up. Remastered and remakes. There's like five or six different versions of The Last of Us and The Last of Us Part 2. JD Sullivan, are you are you aware that what you're saying is is not just exaggeration but factually incorrect? Like you're aware of that right that like there aren't five or six versions of both of those games that simply isn't true I think the reason that the last of us part one rubbed people the wrong way was because it was on PS3 then it was also on PS4 then they did a remaster right no they did two things with that game and then people felt like you just did this, or I just played that, or I just bought that, and then the remake came out, and people thought, like, really, again? The problem with that mentality is you're forgetting how many people were either not buying each version that came out like you were, they bought the first one, and then they were like, oh, holy cow, that looks like a completely different game. That would be me. I played The Last of Us Part 1 on the PlayStation 3 in like 2017. So when I saw gameplay footage of the remake, I was like, brother, I'm getting that. I'm buying that. That's a brand new game. Not each, but there's five combined. Five combined across two games. Oh, the horror of a game that originally launched on the PS3. (laughs) Come on. There are. There's five or six versions of both games combined. But again, are you including the PS3 version in that? Come on. That's, that's, you know that that's disingenuous. You know that it is. You know? And, and, wasn't your original statement all these upgrades and remasters from Sony? Wasn't that what you said? You said, or was that somebody else? Oh, no, no, it was you. I love Sony. I have a PS5. Maybe I missed the convo, but all these remastered Sony is doing is effing ridiculous. Are you going to substantiate that by pointing to how many versions of The Last of Us exist? And you're going to include, like, the PS3 version in the count? 
I played The Last of Us on PS3 almost a decade ago, just waiting for a good price to get the remake. Yeah, would you rather have The Last of Us 1 locked on the PS3 or have the current version that you can buy that looks like a next-gen game and plays like a next-gen game? Like, which would you prefer? I'm genuinely curious. Remasters, Director's Cuts, and Games of the Year are just buzzwords for Port. Port is just the most current version of the game using the same assets with new tech. The remake I'm hoping drops uh, is on this this year is Dragon Quest 3. I'm a nerd, I know. Hello, my fellow brothers and sister nerds in chat. (laughs) Ginger wants Dragon Quest 3. People love remasters. I do wish they would remaster some stuff I was more into. Well, yeah, I could understand that. I specifically said The Last of Us and Part 2. No, I mean, your original statement that got a response, JD, I'm reading it verbatim. Verbatim, you said, Love Sony, I have a PS5, and maybe I missed the convo, but all these remastered Sony is doing is effing ridiculous. And we pressed in on it, and then you said, The Last of Us has, like, how many versions of it out now? Right? sure you can have an opinion that they've done too many last of us this is a I don't know who this is you can have that opinion that there are too many versions of the last of us but that doesn't substantiate your claim that Sony is doing too many remasters and remakes I'm I'm not seeing this trend with Sony I'm not see this always happens it's like you, you you go with platitude to make it seem like well, yeah PlayStation's just doing a bunch of remasters and remakes and we press on it and it's like well I'm irritated that there's a bunch of versions of The Last of Us and it's like oh so you don't seem to have an issue with the fact that you know you're not your issue's not with Sony uh I don't need to talk to a dedicated banker leave me to frick alone Hey, somebody ordered some coffee and I missed it at 10.20. First name starts with G. That was 30 minutes ago, man. I appreciate you guys so, so much. Appreciate you guys so, so much supporting the coffee. If you're a coffee drinker and you've never checked out ReforgeRoast.com, indulge me for like 10 seconds here to show it to you. This is not a sponsor. This is mine. This is ours. This is a property of Reforge Gaming here. There's three flavors. Our holiday blend, the Frickmas blend, will be going away after January. There's a light roast and a dark roast. If you're a coffee drinker and you've never tried coffee with balanced or low acidity, you need to try our coffee. It's very, very smooth, very drinkable. You can use it with creamer. You can do cold brew. You can drink it black. A lot of people enjoy our coffee on the regular. They'll tell you in chat how much they like it. If you're a coffee drinker, it supports me, supports the family. It's a small business. My wife and kiddos bag it up and ship it to you. You're not supporting like a sponsor where I get a kickback or something. We do have sponsors. We are with uh, Gamer Advantage for glasses, and we get a lot of shirts from Into the AM, but that is not a sponsor. That is ours. Yo. J Love Games, welcome back, man. Appreciate that so much. J Love Games 98, if you're paying for your own membership, you're going to want to bump up by just a dollar to the $6. We now have a 5, 6, and a 10, and the 5 is purely for gifteds. The 6 is standard membership, and then 10 is VIP. Um, 
Funny how all these people are bashing The Last of Us remasters, but they're excited for Fallout 3 and Oblivion remastered. Right, like, and that's why I think it's easier to just celebrate the games that you're interested instead of getting angry about the ones that you're not. Isn't that easier? Like, I'm, I'm, I'm not interested in... Like, I, I'll, you're never going to find me making a video about, like, I can't believe they're making another car sport fighting game. Any one of those. Whether it's a car game, a sports game, or a fighting game. Can't believe they're doing this. It's just a roster update. This is ridiculous. I don't do that because I don't care. Those games don't interest me. So if the game doesn't interest you, then what do you care? Like, who cares? I was complaining about remakes you don't want any different than complaining that Lono sells a Frickmas blend every year that you don't like. (laughs) Right! You know what I'm saying? It's like, come on, man! It's, It's not that difficult. It isn't. It's like, if you're not interested, if you don't think it should have been made, you know, now I get it. If you're like a huge Naughty Dog fan and you're like, I really wish they were working on a new game instead of this. Rest assured, they are. They are working on a new game. They've said that. They're working on a new game, and it seems they've they've dropped some hints that they're starting to get work work up and running on Last of Us Part 3. So that's two games that they're currently working on now that they're no longer working on Last of Us Online because it got canceled. You see what I'm saying? I get it if you're like, man, I love Naughty Dog. I really wish they were working on something new. They are. If you think the entire studio was working on this remaster, I'm afraid you just don't understand how bandwidth of these companies work. They did not They did not assign the entire studio to this. They didn't assign the entire studio to the remake. There are too many remakes. They have gone too far. Yo, what's good, Broken Lobo? No one complained about Game of the Year versions of the game. They have the DLC added in. Well, I think people might look at that a little bit differently, Emissary, wouldn't they? Wouldn't they say, like, well, that's not that big of a deal because if I already own it and already have the DLC, I don't need to do anything with it. It's just a bundle, you know? Gotta go for now. Hope you have a great show. Looking forward to hearing your thoughts tomorrow about the Direct. Good to see you, Ginger. Appreciate you, man. Intelligence is knowing what to say. Wisdom is knowing when to say it. Emotional intelligence is knowing how to say it. That's well put. Horizon Zero Dawn is rumored to be a remake, not a remaster. They already released the PC version, which would be the same thing as the PS5 version. Well, I don't... Wait, are you sure about that? Are you sure about that? Rumors are swirling that this could be moving to more more of its exclusive to PlayStation Nintendo. Here's why our fans are right to push back. You're a brave man, Jess Corden. <laughs> You're a brave man. My hopes are enough people play them and show Nintendo they deserve a new game. Wait, what are you talking about? What game? You talking to somebody about something on Nintendo? I don't give a blank what anyone who isn't an enthusiast or a new fan feels honestly day one. Yeah, I'm day one because I've never played it.
Jay Wright says, how do you know that? How do you know what? Everyone keeps saying that they shouldn't have done this. It's too early. And then the game sells like hotcakes. Oh, right. Yeah. I, I basically did that in the show open. I was like, hey, man, we hear this an awful lot about PlayStation stuff. PlayStation's portal? <laughs> Who needs that? DOA. It sells out everywhere. Oh, well, they probably didn't make that many. Uh, okay, I'm sure there's always an excuse to maintain your position. You can never, you know, I don't know, allow facts to change what you think. PSVR 2, DOA, launched in the slowest quarter of the year, only on their own website, already on pace to surpass the last one, but sure, okay. Last of Us Part 1 Remake stupid unneeded dumb sells like crazy and what what you got any other just beautiful predictions to make because come on <laughs> how many times do sales charts need to kick the slats out from under you before you realize you know you're pulling an ace ventura you're just bent over talking out of your rear end you're not saying anything if you don't want it that's totally fine you're allowed to not want something that doesn't mean it's unnecessary unneeded doa or stupid it you know what i'm saying it's like you're allowed to not want something i don't want a new football soccer game or racing game every year but here they come (laughs) and they make a ton of money and a ton of people play them do you see it's like my my lack of interest isn't deterministic. It isn't. It's like, I'm, I'm, I'm not interested in those games. Emotional intelligence is something you put on your dating profile to seem smart. <laughs> How's that working out for you, Valiant? You know, you getting a lot of swipes? <laughs> Just tell them you work with dogs. You, you'll be in. You'll be in. You work with dogs, you're good. It, it, that's both sides, by the way. I don't, you know, if whether you're trying to get guys or girls to swipe, you work with dogs. <laughs> uh, it shows that Sony fans will buy anything. <laughs> right. That's my other favorite, John. That's my favorite. It's like the cycle. It's always the same. That's stupid. That's DOA. Nobody's gonna buy that. Well, according to the sales reports, it's selling wonderfully. Well, that just is because people are stupid. They're stupider than me because these stupider people are buying that thing. And the only explanation for these stupider people buying it is because they're stupider. Or or maybe, <laughs> maybe an easier explanation is that you're wrong. That's easier. <laughs> That's an easier explanation. <laughs> you gotta scramble. The only reason this sold well is because people are dumb. I think you're dumb. (laughs) I think you're dumb. (laughs) That's an easier explanation. Like, Occam's Razor. Is everybody that's buying this dumb or is just, you know, one person that's saying it dumb? I think it's it's a whole lot easier. I think it's a whole lot easier. (laughs) So what I'm saying is you're dumb. <laughs> uh, didn't Saints Row not sell more than part one remake or the release? I really don't think it sold like hotcakes. What? 
the part one remake it sold great what are you talking about you're talking about another game selling better than a remake that's not really a brag is it I for one am happy to be a PlayStation customer. I hope people also enjoy their preferred platforms. I expected people to, uh, to say that the TLU 2 remaster was late considering the PS4 port came only one year after the PS3. I'm surprised uh, by the too soon talk. If a game came to PC three years later, it's a late port. <laughs> one of the port beggar comments had me actually crying yesterday. Yes. Yes, I'm begging for a port that I uh, of a game I own twice. That's my favorite. You port beggar. I own the game twice. What are you talking about? It does until I try uh, to click or train them on our first date. They like put their elbows on the table at the restaurant. You're like, what was that? You're like, elbows. Get them off the table. <laughs> I'm not going to be dating no sea urchin. Get your elbows off the table. <laughs> uh, who's getting Tomb Raider remastered? I actually think I'm going to I'm gonna try that one out. I don't know if I'll play all three of them. It'll be nostalgic for sure. My dad played them all back in the day. Um, the part 1 remake sold really well. It catapulted t 1 to over 30 million combined sales. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like it, it sold very well for a remake. I, again, it's there's all there's always some sort of an angle to like try to act like that something isn't good or it's nobody wanted it. Maybe you didn't want it. Like you know, I I don't know. It's like the all PlayStation games are the same. They're all movie games. It's like you haven't played any of them. There's no way. There's no way anybody has played. Ghost of Tsushima and The Last of Us Part 2 and think they're the same because there's a bow and arrow in the game but that's what you'll find you'll find people saying that they'll post a picture and they'll have Ellie holding a bow and arrow and Jin holding a bow and arrow and they're like you're all the same you had already sold 28 million so you don't think over 2 million in sales for a remake is, is you don't think that's good brand new IP like Final Fantasy 16 did like what like 3 million in its first week that was considered good even though people tried to misrepresent that too taking a quote and completely misrepresenting what was said about like high high goals or something like they, it hit where they wanted it to but just didn't go beyond that I feel like we are trying to explain to someone that other people also have emotions and feel pain and need food to live like we really need to explain this aren't those memes or jokes no. They're movie games because too many actions are scripted? I mean, that's your opinion. You can certainly play a game and feel like there's too many quick time events. I remember feeling like there were too many quick time events. I forget which Tomb Raider it was. It was either the first one or the second one. I felt like there were too many quick time events. There were too many times where she's climbing and almost falls. Like, I think that that can certainly be an opinion that you can have. But to say they're all just movie games... There aren't tons of scripted moments in Horizon Forbidden West. There aren't tons of scripted moments in God of War Ragnarok. But they'll get grouped in with the claim that they're just all movie games. 
They will every time. It's it's disingenuous and bad faith. It's not an accurate assessment of the games at all. It's just this internet dirty word language that we use. We come up with some way to besmirch something. It becomes headcanon in the head of the people that don't like the platform, and then they just parrot it. <clears throat> Yo, Alex is 16 months. Would love to see an Oblivion remake or even bring Morrowind into the modern age with a remake. That's what I'm saying. Like, I, I I would welcome those games to be remade. Like, I don't care. Like, remake them. There's probably fans that want it. Last of Us 2 gameplay is objectively revolutionary. I'm excited to play it because that's something that Eugene always told me. He said the sequel did go far enough. They really innovated on the on the content and on the combat. I was like, okay. I heard that movie game stuff about God of War until I watched my son play it. Holy crap, there was so much to that game. I watch people do combat montages of like of of God of War and I'm like, "Brother, I, that's not the game that I play. I don't play at that level. The skill the skill ceiling on God of War Ragnarok, like the combat, if you if you watched any of the crazy uh montages people put together from Valhalla, I'm like, "Brother, that's not the game that I play. I don't play at that level." I play like a brute, like a dummy. These guys are playing like they're they're a freaking ballerina. I'm like, I don't know how you're doing all of that. I don't play at that level. But it's just a movie game, and they're all the same. It's like, okay, I mean, I if saying that makes you feel better, I, I guess you can just keep self-medicating with saying something that you secretly know is not true. I'm always hearkening back to that guy's tweet that I saw. He was like, I feel like I've been lied to because he had been lied to. He had bought into what is tantamount to propaganda. I was like, oh, you know, those games over there, they suck. They're movie games. They're movie games. And then he gets to play at PS5, plays a couple games, and he's like, I feel like I've been lied to. I remember correctly in God of War, the platforming was scripted. You couldn't fall because it does it for you. It's it's so hard not to just feel sorry. That I don't I don't know what what are you looking for in a game then? I don't get it. I that's so persnickety. So because it didn't have genuine volitional jumping and platforming, that's to you. That's scripted and that makes it a movie game. Is that what you're saying? Like I That's so picky. I don't understand. Like that's so, like, I, I, and I know Doc Dark always makes the joke. He's being somewhat tongue-in-cheek about, oh, he can't jump, he can't jump. Oh, okay. Like, what? what's the point? I don't understand. That, that hurts the experience? I don't know. Games have rules. You know? I, I like a good double jump. I still don't have a double jump in, in Prince of Persia. I'm like nine or ten hours in. Still don't have a double jump. I can't come to every platformer and be like, gotta have a double jump. That I, You know what I'm saying? You can't come to every game that has... And, and it was such minimal platforming anyway in God of War 2018 especially. Such minimal platforming. Like, what do, what do, you, what do you need to jump for? A five spot from Seven Dragons. A good movie game is Detroit Become Human. Well, yeah, that's a very, very cool game for sure. I wish I would have finished that one. I was really enjoying it at the time. It just we I forget what happened. I was streaming that one. And we were having a fun fun time with it. I can't remember why we stopped playing it. 
Doom has clambering and ledge climbing. Guess Doom is a movie game. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think you'll feel the innovation as much as you're coming off of the remake, which implemented a ton of the improvements of Tlu 2. So temper that a little bit now. Okay, okay. Will you play live Prince of Persia? I already did. I already did. Gameplay doesn't traditionally do that well here if we do like multiple parts. So typically what we do is we play launch date. You get to see the game. I give some basic feedback and impressions and then we have to kind of move on. This is more of a talk show channel than a gameplay channel. Um, I've, I've amassed a following of people that subscribe, pay for memberships, and get involved because they like an interactive talk show. And that doesn't really happen when I'm trying to play a game. So I play God of War for the combat, not the climbing. Right. Hey, another order of coffee about 10 minutes ago. Thank you so much. Somebody whose first name starts with W ordered a bag of the dark roast. Thank you so, so much. I appreciate that. Love to see those coffee orders coming in. Um, so yeah, if you want to see my gameplay, it's on the channel. It's just, it's just that first day though. I would, you know, what's, you know, what's kind of a bummer. I would love to play that game and have you guys see it because it's, it's one of the best Metroidvanias I've played. It's up there with both Ori games and Hollow Knight. I'm absolutely loving it. This is why Gravity Rush failed. Only PlayStation fans want everything scripted. Well, now you're being platitudinous and dishonest, which means engaging with what you're saying is a waste of time. Only PlayStation fans want everything scripted. That's just hyperbolic nonsense. That's not true. As we've said, you can look at you can look at the the game flow of combat in God of War. From what you're saying, I bet you're bad at God of War. I'd put money on the table. Like I'd pay money to watch you play Valhalla and just fumble through it. Because the combat in that game has an amazing skill ceiling. An amazing skill ceiling. I would love to watch somebody like you play it these real gamers you're probably I guarantee you you're like well I can't jump uh-huh who, who killed you and how early in the game what was it that really caused you to stop playing like there's no freaking way that that matters that much to you and then sweeping generalization like well PlayStation fans just want everything to be scripted what you beat God of War and God of War Ragnarok then be quiet then be quiet. <laughs> if you beat those games and you think it's scripted or it's a movie game or the PlayStation fans want everything to be scripted, I, I, I don't even know how to talk to you. That doesn't make any sense. That doesn't make any sense. So you beat those games and you think because you can't volitionally jump that that's a problem? That that makes it scripted? That that makes... PlayStation fans, they want everything scripted. Your words, not mine. Everything scripted. You're you're just shoveling nonsense, my friend. You're not saying anything sensible. It's a fun game, but it ruins replayability and time played. What? What does? What are you talking about? Now you're making a completely different point. You've completely changed the category of criticism. First, it was just, it was incredibly scripted. Why? Well, because I don't get to press the jump button. It jumps for me. What? Now you're saying it ruins replayability and time played. 
well, okay, hang on. Now you're making a completely different criticism. Now what are you saying? You're saying something different. Those goalpost wheels are greased, my friend. Don't inspire with the VIP. Nine months. Good morning, Lono and chat. 2024 is going to be an epic year for all gamers. Really looking forward to the direct tomorrow. Love the new format for this content. Three more months for the gold badge. That's my man right there. Thank you, Stone Spire. Yo, Pugs! I see Pugs in the chat. Good to see you, Pugs. Watching my son fight those Valkyries was crazy. That's what I mean. The combat's nuts. You can't do that on the higher difficulties because they'll shoot and kill you. What? What? I'm not sure what... He hated the scripted game, so he bought and beat its sequel. Everything being scripted ruins replayability because of redundancy. So, people do this thing in discussions and arguments where you will keep restating a false assertion, hoping that it doesn't get checked, and when it finally doesn't get checked, you, you think it's been confirmed. So now you've done it again. Everything being scripted ruins replayability. What are you talking about? Everything is not scripted in God of War. It's not. Now, it's a single cut game, so you go right from gameplay to a cutscene back to gameplay, but everything isn't scripted. I just I don't know what you're talking about. Now, if you're talking about if if I try to imagine what you're talking about and give it some specificity, if you're talking about well, the slow climbing and the slow platforming and the slow traversal really hurts the replayability because I just want to get to the fights. Uh, okay, I, I th- th- then don't replay it. <laughs> like, not every game is per- is is, is well suited for replayability. Some games aren't going to be as fun to replay. Yo, Bolton Gaming Gifts one says, I've been gifted enough that I should give back. He takes it to 55. Tempting a 20 bomb, 55 and 75 or 20 apart. Now, we're really close to a goal of 2750. If you guys hit 2750, we're going to do another celebration this week. We hit a goal last week and we let everybody come to a community game night this week. I'll let everybody come to a stream with my wife. We'll do a madam stream. We'll have her off cam. I think it's totally fair to be like, listen, you know, paid membership required. And right now, you guys are exactly 100 away from hitting the, the goal, from hitting 2750. And I already owe you 10. So you're actually only about 90 away. Well, about actually less than that, probably 75. Because every 25, I have to give five. Spider-Man can't start the... T- drops a 20 bomb his second of the day takes it all the way to 75 this madman making a mad dash to gift more members than mash himself the two champions of this month thank you so much parasito what i mean too you can start the car takedowns and put the controller down spidey still stops the car after missing all of the cues Oh, that's what you were responding to, Eugene. So he played the game on what story difficulty? And the Agent of Chaos, DK Beggar, always waiting in the wings to bump the goal a little bit farther. The masses must be here, Madam ribbing you. Yes, Madam making fun of me is is the highlight of Friday nights. It's well worth paying for your own membership. <laughs> uh 
James Wolfgang with 20 months. Sneaking up on the two-year anniversary. Huzzah. Good to see you, James. Then you give Kratos his wings back. Like, I just want to retrace the argument because I want to show you why it's so illegitimate. So we start with they're just so scripted everything is so scripted everything is scripted it's a movie game and we press on it and it's that you can't jump the the game jumps for you in God of War and it makes me say now hang on a minute that's such a minor segment that's that's not that's not super common it's also not uncommon for games just to have elements like that that just they do it for you and then everything else is up to you we press on that a little bit more and it's that well it hurts the replayability because the criticism is being lobbied by somebody who has played both God of War and God of War Ragnarok do you see that like that's such an invalid criticism you're not saying it's a movie game and here are all the reasons why when we press on it it's yeah the jumping being scripted and I'm, I'm assuming some of the slow climbing and stuff it feels scripted as well because you're just literally climbing up a path okay it's all predetermined i don't have a problem with that not every game needs to be you know a free climb up a wall like there's no reason to put that in every game that right there is well that that hurts the replay value okay those games are some of the most scripted out there I don't know what you mean by that. You watch speedruns of any Souls game, and the reason they can shave their time is precisely because games are scripted. Right. Yeah, but I think you're using scripted differently than he's using scripted. He was using scripted to be like, I'm not the one that does it. He's not the one that jumps. The game jumps. I think that's what he was communicating, is that that makes it scripted. When we pressed on the fact that that doesn't even happen that much in God of War, then it was those segments hurt replayability. We're having a completely different discussion then. Your criticism is that Javier Cotto comes in with the 20 bomb, drops it right on the chat. The champion from downtown, the man himself, Javier Cotto, brings us to 86. Wait, is that right? No, that's not right. 96. We were at 76. Sorry. I can't I can't math when I'm yelling. Thank you, Javier Cotto. I've not gotten to yell that in a long time. So the point that I'm making is it's like what he's saying is legitimate if you just say that. If you just say the replay value of God of War is diminished by the se- sequences and the segments that are slower and more scripted. That's completely legitimate to say. That's totally legitimate. I I empathize with that. I sympathize with that. I do. I'm like, oh, yeah, I agree with you. I can't imagine replaying God of War Ragnarok. Do you want to know why? The Atreus sections. I can't imagine having to replay that. It was great the first time, and the whole time I was thinking... I would never want to play this again. So that's my point is it's like when you speak in like the cliche platitudes, it's just it's just hard to take it seriously. You know? 
He forgot my name. No, I did not. It's hard to take it seriously. It's like we've gone from saying it's scripted, everything scripted, movie game, to saying the replayability is actually hurt by those sections. And I, the, the sad thing is, I agree with that. And if you would just say that, there'd be common ground between us. But when you go like hyperbolic high language you're way up here it's like i i can't have common ground with that what you're saying just sounds disingenuous it doesn't sound honest it was like the review that gave it a 40 and they're like there's no value offer here what do you mean yes there is you just don't like it you can say this is what they offered i don't like it you can't say they don't offer any value one statement is false. It is an untrue statement. The other is a subjective opinion that's verbalized in an honest way. And it's like, we could have more common ground if you would just put down the hyperbolic reductionism and just speak and be like, this was a particular thing I didn't like about God of War. Oh, which I agree with that. I agree with that. That would be like somebody saying, Horizon Forbidden West, it's combat's trash. I don't think so. I think it's rather creative. There's a lot of depth to it. It's pretty awesome. Well, it's kind of lame when you get knocked on the ground and you can't get up very fast. Well, well, I agree with that. I agree with that. I've been critical of Horizon Forbidden West for that since the beginning of the game's launch. Do you see? It's like, I, I feel like we could have so much more common ground if people would just drop the, just drop the platitudes, you know? It doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't benefit us. We don't get anywhere. That's why I said I was like, man, you're speaking nonsense. Like I can't empathize with 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 giant giant sweeping reductionist generalizations. It's like I I can't empathize with that. I mean, what do you every PlayStation fans want everything scripted. I can't engage with that cuz it's not true and it doesn't honestly even make any sense. Nobody's ever asked for that. Super gaming with the five bomb pushes us over to 101. Thank you very much. I now owe you guys 20 members. You guys are definitely going to hit that goal. AOZ with 18 months and a VIP. I don't think he's played God of War. He speaks talking points, which are the common negative media points. When I hate a game, I know very specifically what I hate. Boycott says, I don't understand how it's hard uh, to see the lack of uh, dynamism reduces fresh experiences. PlayStation games need more tools and less scripts. I think the sales of their games prove you wrong. I think people enjoy the games that they make. And I also think it doesn't feel like you've played some of the games. Ghost of Tsushima doesn't feel scripted. It doesn't. Returnal doesn't feel scripted. Ratchet & Clank doesn't feel scripted. They don't even feel similar. They don't. Horizon Forbidden West doesn't feel scripted at all. There's so many different ways to approach combat in that game. There's so many different ways to approach the encounters and the missions. That doesn't feel scripted at all. Now, is The Last of Us and The Last of Us Part 2 fairly scripted and fairly linear? Sure, sure. And I think there's a place for games like that. 
that's called variety. That's 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 a spice of life right there. It's like not every game needs to be some big huge open world with all these different things for you to go do and you could have all this choice and freedom. Eh, not every game needs to be that way. Final Fantasy 16 is good for that. It's very linear. It's like a string of pearls. You're just going from one thing to the next thing to the next thing to the next thing. And I I like that. I like that sometimes. I don't always want to be in this big huge open space. Yeah, Hellblade 1's a great example. Very linear, structured game. Hellblade 2 will probably be similar. And that's fine. I think it's okay to have games like that. But its I don't think it's fair to be like, yeah, all PlayStation games are like that. No, they're not. No, they're not. Those are just talking points from podcast YouTubers and propagandists out here who just say stuff to get clicks from people who don't like PlayStation. They're not actually communicating anything of substance. They're not being honest. It's not true. They're just they're just rehearsed talking points that don't accurately represent the product. Have I ever done that with Halo Infinite in my criticisms of that game? No, I get specific. These were the specific problems at launch. These were the particular things that were missing. I don't say boring. I don't say old. I don't say tired. I don't say, oh, it's just another Halo. No, I get into the specifics because I've played it. And I actually have in-depth analysis of like what I think the problems are. It's, e- it's just so easy to deal in talking points. It's also not very interesting. You can play Tsushima like Metal Gear or Bold and Sword Fighty. Right. For sure. P, uh, PWH now was six months. So gamers want jumping, double jumping, replayability with procedurally generated everything with no quick time events, but they're perfectly fine with 30 FPS. Well, I mean, I don't, I feel like you're I feel like you're kind of crossing wires and categories, P dub. I think I know the point you're trying to make, but it doesn't it's 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 sort of a categorical jump. It feels like a categorical jump. Doom Slayer 16 months. Why would you have the player climb the Asgard wall as Atreus when you're not actually climbing? If traversal is bad, they shouldn't have so many climbing parts. Yeah, I mean, I don't mind the climbing. I just would understand why somebody would say, I don't want to do that again. I think I think climbing in the first playthrough gives you this sense of scope and size and like, oh yeah, we're moving. It's it's moving the story forward through your actions. I understand totally why somebody would say, second time through, I don't want to do that, dude. I don't want to ride on the back of a yak for 25 minutes talking to some girl that I have a crush on. Like, I don't want to do that. I understand that criticism. I actually agree with that criticism. I do. But they're not saying the climbing is bad. They're not saying the climbing is bad. They're saying second time through, man, that replayability gets kind of hurt by this. It's very slow. It's very plodding. By the way, Doom Slayer, I think you're paying for your own membership. You can want to bump up to the $6 member tier. We now have a 5 6 and a 10 The $5 tier is purely reserved for gifted so that we can kind of have a procedural bump up. We now have 2,702 members. I owe you 20. You guys are officially 30 members away from the goal of 2750 30 FPS is more cinematic. I thought you hated movie games. (laughs) 
God of War Ragnarok has totally different experiences based on weapon and shield builds. For sure. Boycott says some of the best games are praised for their player agency, their tools, Skyrim, Breath of the Wild, Elden Ring. I think there's a gap between those games and God of War and Tilu. There's not a gap. Where you see a lack of agency and tools and you think that's a problem, it's a genre difference, my friend. It's a genre difference. That would be like going to a a fighting game or a racing game and being like, where's the player agency and the tools? I'm very limited in what I could do. Homie, they're different games with different aims. They're not... Every game can't be Skyrim and Breath of the Wild and Elden Ring. A huge open world with really customizable builds. Not every game can do that. You want every game to be that? Isn't that one of the complaints lately that like, here we go, another open world action adventure RPG. Here we go. Some people don't want that. Some people don't want some big massive open world game where they have to kind of build their own path or like sandbox games is another good example, right? A lot of people look at sandbox games and they're like, I don't want a sandbox game, dude. Like, Take me along through a great story. I enjoy both types. I do. I enjoy a game like Skyrim. I played the heck out of Skyrim back in the day. I enjoy a game like Fallout 4. But I also enjoy a game like Final Fantasy 16, where I just go from point A to point B, and there's fights along the way and awesome cutscenes. I like both. I don't think the lack of certain things in a game is automatically a diminishment of the game's quality. You'd have never gotten Ghost of Tsushima without Ubisoft. I probably would agree with that. There's a lot of Assassin's Creed influence there for sure. The agency is implemented differently. What's your Twitter handle? Let me tag you in some TLU2 gameplay. Right, and what Lobo is saying is so important. I think that's all. That's such an excellent piece of pushback. It's, look man, the agency's there. It's just different. I see people playing God of War, Ragnarok, Valhalla, and I'm like, I've never played that game that you're playing. I have played a completely different God of War. How do you upgrade? Jay Wright, thank you so much for 18 months. I'll put the upgrade link in chat. If you are on an iPhone, it's a pain in the rear end. You need to get on a browser on like a laptop um, or uh, like a computer or something. Or if you uninstall the app on your iPhone and you use your browser and you request the desktop version, you should be able to follow the instructions in chat. You want to go to youtube.com forward slash paid memberships. There's an underscore after paid youtube.com forward slash paid memberships and you should be able to change your perks and upgrade so that's excellent pushback from Lobo there's agency there maybe you're just not dialed in because I see people with builds and approaches to combat in Forbidden West and Ragnarok and I'm like brother I never played that game I'm kind of a brute when I play games I play like a brute it might have something to do with the fact that I've always been a smaller guy and I just want to play the game in like a in like a big strength based way. I also love parrying. It's one of my favorite things to do in a game. I, I absolutely love it. So I typically build around high damage. I want to thud. Just, just bl- I just want to bludgeon them. But I also want to be able to parry. I love the mixture of of strength and finesse. I the, pairing those things together. It's like my favorite. 
But then I watch other people play, and I'm like, brother, I don't know what you're doing, but you look like you sort of infused Kratos with a ballerina. I don't know how you're doing that. I don't play that way, right? The previous God of War director doesn't like the new direction. Nobody's going to like every game. You just got to find if it's for you or not. Well, he didn't like the, what they did with the character arc of Kratos. Vedger with nine months. Video games are interactive medium and all gameplay is different. If you don't like it, stop playing. Go outside and play the game. Well, I don't necessarily think we need to be that, but like, 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 like that, that's black and white. If you have any criticisms, just don't play it. Well, no. I mean, I'll say that sometimes. I'm like, well, just don't buy it. If you don't want it, then, then don't buy it. Lono and Asmongold never touch magic or anything besides strength building combat games. I, It's true. It's true. I would love to talk to Zach about that. I wonder, I genuinely wonder if it's like we grew up as like, you know, string bean nerdy guys. And it's like, I, I don't want to be a string bean mage. I want to be a brute. But I also love the finesse of a parry. But yeah, I just want to, I just want to freaking chop everything down. I don't know. Maybe it has something to do with your the psychology of the player and what it would you know do really really big burly guys gravitate towards mage builds i don't know i don't know i think the gap in reviews and praise is there just so much more to play than fight and watch cutscenes. <clears throat> but i think that is such a false summary of a lot of the games that we've enjoyed I re, uh, Detective says, I remastered Tilu 2. I'm sorry, I reviewed Tilu 2 Remaster. If you're coming from PS4, you'll notice a big difference in graphical upgrade, in my opinion. The Sun and the Shadow uh, features are much more improved, reduction in pop ins. And the new Rogue Mode alone, I think, was worth a 10. Lots of replayability there. I'm seeing that in virtually every positive review that the Rogue Mode makes it worth it alone. Eugene says, What circles are you in where these games aren't getting high reviews and praise? Yeah, that too. I don't know what you're talking about. These games are so highly reviewed, they compete with each other for Game of the Year. Ghost of Tsushima and Last of Us 2 were basically, in my mind, they were like the two frontrunners that year for Game of the Year. They're on. They're, they're PlayStation exclusives. PlayStation games literally competing with each other for Game of the Year. Where are they not getting good reviews? What are you talking about? I need to give some members, and we need to turn on the members-only Q&A. Let me drop the 20 bomb that I owe you guys, alright? Let me drop the 20 bomb. You guys are basically, uh, what are you? You're like, what did I say? What did I say? You guys are like 30 members away from the goal. You are at 2,700, alright? So there's the 20 bomb that I owe you guys. If you guys hit, no, actually, hang on. That takes us to 22. So, if you hit 24. Five, that's another 30. Yeah, you guys just need to hit the 125 and we're good. We're good. Is the rogue mode by itself with the 50? I'm not sure. I need to switch the chat to members only and turn on the uh, the members only Q&A. This is something that we do at the end of the show. So if you just got a gifted member or you guys want to keep gifting members, go ahead. We only need to hit the 125 and we hit the goal for Friday. Um, and right now, chat's members only, so it's a great time to gift, uh, and it's a great time to jump in and do the Q&A. No, I'm not doing TLU 2 Remaster today. That's tomorrow. It doesn't. It's not out today. It's out tomorrow. 
Yeah, I mean, Skyrim has a 96 on Metacritic. Elden Ring has a 96 on Metacritic. God of War Ragnarok has a 94. Last of Us Part 2 has a 93. There is no gap. I don't know what you're talking about. There's no gap. The, the, the media, the press, the outlets, those who review these games professionally, there is no gap. God of War Ragnarok and Last of Us Part 2 is right up there with this. Detective Seeds drops a 20 bomb on chat. Another 20 bomb on the day. It's the season of the 20 bomb. Puts us on the doorstep of 125 like it's nothing. Welcome back, Detective Seeds. I appreciate that very, very much, man. If you guys just got a gifted membership, you can use the Q&A at the top of the chat. We are well on our way. You can come this Friday night. We're going to let you sample what we call a Madam stream. Uh, my wife is known as Madam Crumpet. And we do streams on Friday nights, and it's a blast. And you can only come if you're a paying member. But we are eight members away from gifteds getting to come. So if we hit 125, I'll give five. That'll be four plus my five. That's nine. That'll be more than enough. That'll be an extra one. So you will get to come this Friday night. And keep in mind, the community and myself are paying for that. So I'm sure you saw videos and tweets about me and how I'm not interested in people who aren't paying. That was a discussion about something completely different that was ripped out of context by somebody who highly edited the video. So... Find another community that's literally paying money for you to become a part of what they do. You know, there's probably not many people doing that, is the point. Are you going to play TLU today or Friday? Tomorrow. You guys are forgetting that today is Wednesday. Tomorrow's Thursday. Some of you guys are maybe having a maybe you're having a hard time. Maybe you're sleeping in too much. It's Wednesday the 17th, boys. Tomorrow's the 18th. <laughs> Tomorrow's going to be a full day. It's going to be a full day, boys. We're going to start the morning talking Xbox and what Satya and Adela said. Then we're going to play The Last of Us. Then at 3 o'clock, there's the Xbox Developer Direct. It's a big day tomorrow. Make sure you're subscribed. Make sure that bell button's checked. Make sure you don't miss out on the content. Stratton Shane says, Do you think old boy would keep the same energy if Indiana Jones plays like Uncharted? Well, I think you're presuming that his name, his name is Boycott Activity. It used to be Boycott Activision. He's changed his name. I think you're presuming and projecting something onto him that I don't think is necessarily fair. At the current moment, he has claimed that he has played both God of War and God of War Ragnarok, and he has said that games like Skyrim and Elden Ring are superior. He has not he has not pointed to Xbox titles being superior. He pointed to open world games being superior. Well, Tlu two story. Uh, will you do a Tlu two story analysis review or thoughts? I'm not sure, Kyle. It's an old game, so that might not be that might not be worth it. If I play through it all the way, I could see us maybe doing an, an upload or a talk show about I was wrong about the Last of Us two because I've continued to say that I think Tsushima deserved Game of the Year. But when can I buy the ten dollar upgrade? I don't know. I don't know if you can do that right now as a pre order or not. Buffalo Wing Dave, I'm going to take this as a members-only question because he submitted it in the members-only Discord. He says, do you think all the changes they made to Sea of Thieves with the upcoming update is because they will announce Sea of Thieves going to PlayStation tomorrow? I don't know. I put that in the Discord last night, and I told you guys, it's really hard not to look at that and see some timing. Javier Cotto with the five bomb, making sure that we get there. That's 126. That's also Agent of Chaos that rolls us over to 150. The reason we roll it over is because I give five every 25. I've seen people criticize that as well. He always moves the goal. Yes, because every 25, I give five back to the community. Again, 
the people that criticize me, do they do that for their community? Did they gift over 4,000 members to their channel last year? Go ask them. A five spot from Alex. Three o'clock. What is this East Coast nonsense? That's right. That's right. There we go. Let me refresh. I believe that's going to be 2751. I believe with my five and Javier's five, that's going to be 2751. 2752. You did it. You did it. This Friday night, all gifted members, all VIPs, all normal members, everybody can come. Madam will be here. We'll have her off cam and she can rip me up one side and down the other. You guys can have a lot of fun with that. It should be hilarious. I don't know what we'll be playing. Um, <clears throat> let's go to, uh, hang on one second. Did I miss anything? No, I didn't miss anything. Okay. Let me go to the Q and a, um, Oh, Buffalo's question about sea of thieves. Uh, as I was saying, it's really hard not to see there some timing there. The guy from sea of thieves literally said that season 11 was the last. Oh shoot. What did he say? It was something like, it's going to be the last of what they see as updating the core game. Season 12 is basically a turning point for Sea of Thieves. I, I can't help but think that's because it's coming to another platform. Buffalo Dave is me, by the way. Okay, cool, 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 Dave. This guy doesn't even pay his mods either. Where was that in their criticism? <laughs> oh, all of a sudden, a new alt shows up on Twitter that's heavily critical of the fact that I don't pay my mods. <laughs> Who is this person? Is that you, Valiant? <laughs> God doesn't even pay his mods, you know? I've been with them for years. I mean, they've been with them for years. <laughs> that's good. That's good. But, oh, shoot. I put it somewhere in the Discord. Can someone find the tweet? I put that in the Discord somewhere. Hang on. I believe it was in members chat. I believe I used the word I used the word timing. For frick's sake. It was it was it was me. I s- said it. Where it, interesting timing. Here it is. Here it is. Here it is. All right, hang on. He said, "Okay, this is this is Mike Chapman. This is Mike Chapman. Mike Chapman at Rare, he's the creative director of Sea of Thieves. He said, I briefly mentioned on our podcast, but we see season 11 as the last of the core expansions of the game and how you play it. Season 12 will add new sandbox mechanics and so on and so on and so on. Now, I think that's rather interesting timing, right? That's really interesting timing because you're talking about that's right around the corner that's at the 23rd do you think we see a vow tomorrow yeah i think we'll see about gameplay tomorrow i think they all but said that in their in their wired post alex thank you for the five dollar super chat tip i don't know it's just weird timing it's like the developer direct is on the 18th the 23rd's right after that that's the new season i, I don't know i don't know now maybe it's designed to take the game into like a bigger, more fuller, more robust experience, and they'll bring it to PlayStation later, and that's what the season is about. Right? It's possible. It's possible that that's what the season is about. But when he said that, like, it's the last 
of their core expansions. Again, I, I, I can't look at that and not think, that's awesome, awfully interesting timing. We just heard from Steven Totillo that he heard Sea of Thieves is coming you know, early in the year, and he was corroborating what Jeff Grubb had said. So, take that, take that for what it's worth, okay? If they stop updating the core game, it sounds more like the end of life removing more devs. No, did you hear the second half of the tweet, Paul? I think that's a total misread on what he said. He said, Season 12 will add new sandbox mechanics and so on and so on. You know, that feels like a turning point. Like, they're going to be changing the fundamentals of the sandbox. Or maybe you're right. Maybe he's saying we're no longer going to be doing core expansions. We're just going to be doing uh, tweaks to the to the sandbox i read it completely differently i read it as like we're going to start complete we're going to overhaul the sandbox it's going to be a very different experience maybe you're reading it correctly and i'm reading it incorrectly i don't know that's how i took it was yeah this is the last core expansion and we're gonna we're gonna be focusing on the sandbox but maybe he's saying what you're saying maybe it's an eol and maybe that's why they're going to bring it to other platforms they're like yep here's the game here is here is a complete package sea of thieves there's so much here it's a wealth of content Voop. and then the live team a smaller team is just doing sandbox tweaks every season yeah you could be reading it uh, correctly I could be uh, incorrectly reading it uh, more questions from the Q&A here uh, this is from Lancelot with the work that's been done by Naughty Dog on part 1 remake and the part 2 remaster how long do you think until we see Lu 3 well I think this is what's going to twist everybody's noodle and get them really angry. We probably will see TLU 3 as a late stage PS5, PS6 cross-gen title. Nobody wants to hear that. But I think it's a 2029 release. I think it's a cross-gen. I think it's a late I think it's a late gen PS5, PS6 launch title. Um, and people be like, well, that's like nine years. Yep. Sure. Mm hmm. <laughs> Someone's butt hurt. Yeah. Remaster, remaster this, remaster that. Satya Nadella's got everybody shook real bad. And a remaster three years later. Yeah, if you start the clock, Insider Gaming says there won't be any shadow drops tomorrow. They're not saying it. Xbox said it. Go read the blog post. <clears throat> all, all Insider Gaming is doing is, is reading the, the Xbox blog post. Insider Gaming's not like breaking a story. They're just reading what Xbox said. Now, one of the insiders that leaked about the Xbox Developer Direct, what they said, they said that it, they might experiment with a game that drops like a week or two later, and I think that's what you're going to get. I think they're going to say, this game comes out in like two weeks. That's what I think. 2029, not 2026, 2027? No. No. You're not getting The Last of Us Part 3 in two to three years. No. No. No, the original TLU, TLU 1 release date, what was it? 
because it was a late stage PS3 2013 seven years in between the first and the second game so if you apply that math this time and you think you're getting the game in 2027 I think the problem is is we know that they've not been working on it they were working on factions as well as some other new game they said that That's a long time with little revenue. Well, no, they're they're going to be making revenue off of the remake and the remaster. Every single time episodes come out for the next season, they will get a boost in sales for the title. That's that's why they're doing this. Also, there's another game that they're working on that may come out before that. They've said that. There's another new IP that they're building. Now, I think you get that new IP 2026, 2027, somewhere in that window, and then 2029, you get The Last of Us Part 3 as a late-gen PS5 cross-gen title with the PS6. That's what I think. Because I think they're starting right now. And that means in five years, you get the game. That's, that's, That's a reasonable window, because they probably learned a lot by remaking Part 1 and by remastering Part 2. They probably learned a lot. They probably have a lot of assets they can use. That's what I think. And I know people are going to be like, that's ridiculous, that's just too long. Okay. Be angry, I guess. You're probably going to buy it anyway. The Last of Us sold well, stop the cap. Yeah, somebody's saying The Last of Us Part 2 didn't sell well. I, I don't know what the reports are on the sales for Part 2. I, I feel like it sold fine. Uh, how valid are the Final Fantasy VII Remake rumors on Xbox? Um, I don't know. There's a relationship forming there. That's clear. That's clear. Xbox is forging a relationship with, uh, with Final Fantasy franchise. So, I don't think it's that hard to believe that Final Fantasy VII Remake will land over there. I don't think it's that hard to believe. FF14 is on the way. So, over 10 million for Last of Us Part 2 didn't sell that well as much as The Last of Us 3 would be amazing I'm kind of more excited for a new IP I think I I agree and disagree with you I agree and disagree with you yeah 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 I, I, I would be, I'm kind of excited for both I'm, I'm kind of on the fence because I'm, I'm absolutely in love with Part 1 Remake it really it just really was just such a and just just such a great experience. I really did like it. It was fantastic. It was so much better um, than I anticipated. It was so much better than I anticipated. I thought it was just going to be like, yeah, I'm just going to replay this. You know, I know what happens, but I was, yeah, I was kind of, I was kind of blown away. I really, really was. The gravity of that game, the gravity of that game is served so well by more more um, current gen graphics. It just is. It just is. <clears throat> it's been a long time since Naughty Dog made a new IP. Way more excited for that. Yeah, it's like a sci-fi game, isn't it? No, wait. Isn't that... I thought the sci-fi game was Cory Barlog. Are we crossing wires? Or is Naughty Dog also doing a sci-fi game? I thought Cory Barlog was working on a sci-fi game. I expect part three for a long time. 
Yeah, I'm telling you, people are not going to want to hear what I'm saying, but I'm telling you, part three is not coming until like 2029. I'm, I'm, I'm dead serious. It's a late, it's a late gen cross gen title. That's exactly what it's going to be. It's going to be just like, you know, how part one kind of served. Part two wasn't really like that, but part one was like a late gen, and then it hopped over. And then this will probably just be a late gen cross gen, which it works. You know. It works. Uh, today. Days Gone and Ghost of Tsushima outsold Tlu too. I wonder if that's common. I wonder if that's common with sequels. Maybe I don't know. Do sequels commonly see less sales? There was also a lot of controversy. I mean, people leaked the story and it hurt it from a PR standpoint. You know, a lot of. A lot of opinionated bros out there were like, I ain't playing that woke trash. And, you know, that hurt it because there's a significant portion of the audience that, you know, probably saw the leaks and turned their nose up. It definitely hit. It definitely suffered a pretty severe PR blow from the leaks. I finished Returnal a couple of weeks ago, and I know you love the game. I'm just wondering what you love about it, criticisms you have, or anything you'd have liked more from it. I personally wish they let you keep going past the sixth biome, as I feel like once you start getting good gear and our max proficiency, you're already done. I know uh, TOS is a thing, but my favorite part is going through and clearing oh, Tower Sisyphus, all the rooms, so Tower Sisyphus doesn't feel the same in my opinion. A crazy version there was a hard mode. I don't think you're crazy for wishing that you could, like, roll the game over into a harder version once you once you're so kitted right i don't think you're wrong for wanting what would amount to almost it would almost feel like a new game plus right like could you save a kit as your starting kit and then you're always in biome one and it's like extra hard you know that could be kind of cool so instead of starting with the pistol you start with whatever build you won with and that becomes like your starting your starting build for hard mode. And even if you die, you still start with that build. That could be kind of cool. That could be kind of awesome. But House Marks moved on. Yo, what's good, Snow? How are you? Guys, in four minutes, we're going to go to a premiere about the PlayStation Live service games are here. Uh, there, There's a bunch of them landing really, really close to, together. And... I actually have some concerns about uh, Grand Blue Fantasy uh, Relink, um, and I'll I'll talk about that more in the video. I don't think people are necessarily looking at that game the same way I am. We'll see what people think. Johnny Red Flag with eleven months. Can't believe people are mixed up about the Naughty Dog Barlog game. Oh, were that was that Cross Wires? Yeah, I don't think they said anything about a sci-fi game from Naughty Dog. General Q&A, specific topic. Gaming AMA, Light Leap. Gaming AMA. We got three minutes left, and I'll save all of the questions and answer them in the writer's room. We've been doing that. So if you're a paying member, you get to come to the writer's room. That's after the premiere, and that ensures that your question gets answered. And thank you guys for an enormous day. Really, seriously. Oh, thank you, Snow, for gifting a membership as well. Taking us to 127 there at the buzzer, and uh, you guys unlock that milestone. So all members this Friday night, make sure and tune in. Uh, concerns that might fail like that all-star game yeah I talk about that in this upcoming video I talk about foam stars being on PSN I talk about grand blue I talk about hell divers and a lot of people are like hey um uh 
joke falls flat about the naughty barlog game I'm not sure what you're saying oh naughty dog naughty barlog I think I understand now yeah guys don't forget to smash like the like counts a little low right now uh, we should easily have 300 likes make sure and always go through that ritual anytime you get here make sure and go through that ritual when we go over to this premiere as well A medieval game was the rumor. That could be cool. I could see foam stars being big in Japan. Yeah, I think people are, are completely misunderstanding the potential of how popular foam stars could be. Everybody's turning their nose up to it. And I think they're doing it way too quickly. <clears throat> no, I don't think you're weird for being excited about Power World. I would watch the 18 minutes of gameplay that IGN posted. Because it's a survival game, and I wonder if people are going to play the first hour or so of Pal World and get super turned off. Because I, all the trailers we've seen up to now, I don't know if everybody knows exactly what to expect from that game. It's it's like Ark Survival Evolved, dude. You're going to start out, and you're going to be hitting rocks and trees with sticks to build a shelter and a fire. And then... If you like those kind of games, great. Just you got to know what you're signing up for. I think a lot of people saw Pokemon Fortnite. Not really. So, all right, I'm going to put a link in chat, guys. Let's go check out this latest video about the PlayStation Live Service games that are coming. I've got some concerns about Grand Blue. Smash like on your way out. There's a link in chat. If you are a paying member or higher, you can come to the writer's room. If you're one of the lucky 127 people plus mine that got a membership today, 128, thank you so much, Snow. You guys can keep gifting in the premiere. If you hit 150, I'll give five more. We'll do that over the premiere. I'll see you guys over there. Click the link in chat or you can ride the redirect.